understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Guys, real quick, today's episode of The Stranded is sponsored by none other than Instapodcast. If you've never heard of Instapodcast, that's my podcast management agency, and there's nothing wrong with a shameless plug, right? My podcast management agency that we started in 2019 with the intent to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives just like yourself connect on one of the most popular platforms on the internet right now that allows you to have true intimacy and vulnerability with your audience, and that is podcasting. To share your story, to share your message, your experience and your knowledge through one of the most powerful mediums. And what we did was take away the hardest, most difficult part of it. We do the tech and the production for you so that you get to focus on the two most important things, which are content and marketing so that the world can hear your message. Because one thing I know for certain is that you have a message that can put words to something that someone else is experiencing that they don't know how to put words to. And so it's time to put your message out there. But the problem is, is you're scared of how much work it's going to take. And Instapodcast takes away all of the work for you so that you can focus on what's most important about the podcast, which is just delivering and serving your audience. So run over to instapodcast.com right now, schedule and book your first call with one of our reps or me, and we will get you started with your popular podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Stranded Phase podcast. It's your girl, your host, Jessica Hurley. And I am here with another incredible guest. And you guys know how important it is to me to bring you experts, people that are like-minded, people that are where you would like to be, and sometimes can put words to the shit that I just simply don't understand. And so I'm so excited to have today's guest, who is someone that I met in the realm that I'm constantly exploring. If you guys listen to this podcast, it's, you know, as I grow and scale my business, finding friends has been a whole another devil, like trying to find friends that are like-minded that understand where you're at and understand why sometimes you sacrifice your children and your time and your relationship for your business because we all understand the price and the value of the ultimate freedom and mobility. Meeting people that understand that is just, it's like a gift of grace to you. And so I met this woman at an event that our husbands were at, and I'm so proud to get to know her further and just bring her expertise to the podcast. So to have this money manifestation expert, which you guys know, money's not my favorite topic. So let's really crack this thing wide open and how to manifest it. And the host of Wealth Babe podcast, let's welcome Miss Larissa Lee. Hey. Happy to be here. And freedom and mobility, I love it. That is like me and my husband's motto. So totally feel everything you just said. Okay, cool. So let's jump right in right there because this is what I want to talk about, right? So I feel like online, there's this huge push, obviously, like me and my husband talk about this all the time. It feels like gurus and influencers are like the new celebrity, right? Mm -hmm. And to be able to prove that you are making it in this lane, a lot of people feel, you know, like they have to prove their wealth you know, mm-hmm. and no shame in my game. Like my ridiculous hey. husband just bought a Rolls Royce. Wait, I saw like, that. Beautiful. Like, <laughs> we are not exempt from this ridiculousness, mm-hmm. right? We're a part of it. So, but, and I get it. I get both sides because I totally understand you have to spend money to make money and assets versus liabilities, you know, but what is your version of wealth? Because I know freedom and mobility means so much to you guys. What is your version of wealth? What are like your core values around wealth and building wealth? 
Absolutely. So for me, wealth has to do with money, but I believe it has to do with so much more, which is why I started Wealth Bay Podcast. So money is a part of that. But in order for us to see the physical trophies of wealth or like the Rose Voice that you guys have just got, you know, you have to be wealthy inside first. And that looks mm. like self-love. That looks like confidence. That looks like being consistent, right? That looks like trusting yourself and not only trusting yourself, but trusting God. So when you can be purposeful in what you do and feel fulfilled in who you are, I think it really starts there. That's inwardly. And then the outwardly, of course, (laughs) to me, that looks like, hey, like I have my time back. I choose what I want to do with my time, right? I choose what I want to do with my money. I don't have to choose this or that. I can choose both and I can travel the world, right? That's really what that means to me because those are the things that are important in my life. I want to travel. I want to travel. And if my money can help me travel, like that's even better. For my husband, that might look like something different. He likes to buy properties. We do that together. But again, everybody's definition is different, but that's fine. So I love what you said there. Everyone's definition is different, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's also a lot of shaming online about like, why does wealth have to be presented in this way? And I think that's such an interesting topic because, you know, freedom and mobility at its core, like my husband, even though my husband has these things, he always says to me, like, it is not about making more money. It is Mm -hmm. always about the freedom. Mm -hmm. But one thing I've found that I think people don't ever want to talk about is in order for you to have time and freedom from building wealth, there is a time investment up front. Absolutely. So you don't get to start a business and go, oh my God, I have all the freedom in the world. No, there is an investment of your time and then there is an investment of your money. Right. Yes, I agree. There are seasons in your business. And I know before we are where we were, where we are now with the real estate, like first meeting Dougie had a few properties and dating didn't look like always going out to dinner or like these romantic things. It looked like working on a house, looked like painting Mm. a house, you know? It looked like helping hey that babe, property let's get go buy some paint exactly, at Home Depot. Let's go to Home Depot. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It looked like that. But you know, other people or other women might have looked at that and been like, oh, well, he doesn't like spend money on like my, me on fancy dinners or like he doesn't buy me gifts. And it's like he's not buying me gifts, but he's like, we are setting up a future where we can just eternally get whatever we want in the future. So it's like, yeah, there's a little bit of sacrifice up front. But I always like to think of it as like, is that really a sacrifice if in the long run we're actually getting what we want. So it's like, Mm. what's the most important to you? Are you willing to take that time and that money right now, even though it can be a bit of frightening and get what you want in the long term? Or do you just want to be, okay, this is acceptable for me. And this is acceptable for the rest of my life and my mediocre life. Like I'm unapologetically not accepting shit anymore. I want, I want it all. Right. (laughs) And that's okay. Uh, Yep. (laughs) But to me, that doesn't look like bags and things like those things are nice. And like you said, they're trophies. I Mm -hmm. get that part. But I want all the things I want. I've done all the sacrificing. I realize Mm -hmm. now I'm obsessed with my freedom and time. But now I've built and sacrificed enough that I have the money to invest to buy back my freedom Mm -hmm. and still have income, which is part of it, which is like such a and I want to jump into this really quick because you said it and Mm -hmm. this is a little bit off topic, but I think this is the funniest thing. And I've been talking to people about this lately Uh is identification of wealth based on gender, right? So is it just me or does it seem like, excuse my language, it's really fucking easy for men. Like men are going to buy into people that have the lifestyle they want and the lifestyle they want equals like 
sometimes family, mm-hmm. materialistic things, mm-hmm. lots of travel, lots of spending, lots of freedom. If mm-hmm. someone can show them that, right. they think that equals wealth. And I think that's like equals buying power for men influencers and people that want to build wealth. Mm-hmm. I think for women, it's so different. Most of us are not sold on, okay, you have a nice purse. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have a nice car. Like we want to like, know and trust you. Mm-hmm. Like, and I tell people this all the time. I think for women- in order for us to spend money with you, we want to kind of see that you have nice things, but not because that's what we want. We think it validates that you know what you're doing. Right. Like, I would oh, totally oh, agree. she has a nice house. She has a nice car. She obviously has been making money before. Mm-hmm. I can trust her. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's not like, oh, I'm going to do exactly what she does because she has a nice car and she has a nice bag. Where I feel like men are like, oh, he got a Lamborghini and he's right. spending money and he's traveling. I want to go do exactly what he right. does. Exactly. Use materialistic things as women to like validate. Mm-hmm. Oh, she knows her shit. I understand? agree. I agree. We're emotional. I feel like, you know, we like to, and I don't mean emotional, like boohoo cry, but you know, we're very intuitive. And because of that, I feel like we do want to like feel something for the person that we might be learning from in order to trust them. So I totally agree. I also too think it has to do with like men. I just honestly feel it's a lot easier for them because they just grow up in a world where they're always validated. Like they can be comfortable wherever they go. And I just feel like it's so easy for them to be confident. And I even look at my husband and he will talk about himself like he's the greatest person even when he made a mistake you know what I mean (laughs) I feel like I hear guys do this all the time and I'm like women are so different like I'm just learning how to come into like not wanting to like to share my gifts but not be braggy about it or to share the things I have and not be braggy about it because I'm like oh well is that going to make somebody else feel bad is it going to look like I'm bragging but they don't even care you know what I mean so I think it has a bit more to do also just too with society and the way we grow up. This so. is so good. You're so right. Cause I love when I'm listening to like men talk and they're so unapologetic. Right. And like, so women, we talk about, if we find the audacity to talk about what we do successfully, we then have to end the sentence that makes someone else feel better. Like, right. it's like, oh, I just hit six figures, but you know, like yeah. that was, you know, like that doesn't happen for everyone. Yes. Like, we have to find a way to make someone feel good. Men are like, oh yeah, I did the damn thing. Like, yeah. you know, I did that this year, bought my car and more's to come. Right, exactly. <laughs> more's to come and more's to come. It's because it's like, you know, you grow up and you're like, okay, you got to be a good girl. You got to be nice to your friends and you just got to be a little nice girl and I think it just manifests like as we get older as like almost like we want to be nice so bad that we put down almost our own accomplishments so it's interesting so let's leave this in a manifestation this is good right because I got a couple stories around this so one when I started I hired a high performance coach back in May of this year Mm -hmm. and one of the first things he had me do was start this give strategy which is like you write your gratitude intention vision execution and I remember like the third day I was like so what do I write for vision and he was like you write a 90 day and a one year and you make it very, very clear. And I don't care what you put on there. And I was like, okay. And he was like, but talk about it as if it already happened. And I was like, okay. And like, at first I was, and I have to send him a picture every day that I do it. Mm -hmm. So I would write like, you know, my business, thank God my business hit this number. Thank God I hired these two new staff. Thank God I have more time. Thank God I get to do this with Cameron, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, one day he asked me like, do you want Like, is there things that you want? And I was like, yeah, I wrote them down. He was like, no, but like physical things. Like, do you want things? And I was like, no. And he was like, you don't want anything. And I was like, I mean, of course I want things. Like, I want a new car. I want a bigger house. And he was like, then you write those things down. And I remember getting off the phone with him and writing the next day. And I was like, I feel like such trash writing. Like, thank God for a bigger house. Thank God for a nicer car. Because 
as women, we're just like taught to be so humble and humane and like, don't want, be happy with what you have, be grateful, don't want more. And I felt so crappy. Like I was like, what if I write these things down and God's like, "Uh uh-uh, you're not being humble enough. I'm not giving you anything else. And I started to get used to it. And I wrote it every day. And literally, I swear to God, July 3rd, I got a new car. I started doing that in May. July 3rd, I got a new car. And August 16th, I moved into a bigger house. And it's like... Now I'm like, now I'm like, I want this, I want, you know, but it's like, why, I guess, can you open the floodgates for women, especially because then you take that. And now me writing more money makes me feel very antsy and anxious Mm -hmm. and concerned. Mm -hmm. Like, can you kind of open the floodgates for women about finding the safe space and the okay to write things about money and materialistic things and wanting more and being able to manifest them? Absolutely. So I totally get where you're coming from. It almost feels like uh, icky a little bit. So I was listening to Joel Alstein about a few years ago, and he was sharing a sermon that talked about where your blessings dwell. And he talked about how if you have a new house or if you have a new car or if you have some nice clothes, like there's no reason that you need to hide that from anyone. In fact, you wearing those with pride allows other people to see what God has been able to bless you with. And if you're going around like not proud of what God has given you, then what does that really say about you? What does that really say about God? What does that let other people know? Are you not grateful for these things? You know, Mm -hmm. do you not want to wear these things well? And it almost like gave me a total mind shift because it's like, well, yeah, God gave me this. Like, this isn't just drop out of the sky. God gave me this. And of course I took action to gain it as well. So me being able to stand in that blessing and that manifestation just allows other people to see, oh, wow, like I can have that too, you know? And I don't have to be unapologetic about it. Like I can say that I have it and that's totally fine. And I think we need to check those thoughts of what's causing us to feel like this like angst inside. Is that something that's really true that's going on? Or is it society that has placed that idea into my mind? Like what is causing me not to like the fact that I don't want to write down like I want this amount of money. Is it because in church that we learned that, you know, money is the root of all evil? Is that why? I know that was one of the reasons for me. And I'm like, well, if money is the root of all evil, I don't want to be an evil person. So why would I want money? Because I don't want to be evil. Oh but it's my like, God. Yeah. <laughs> Someone asked me that one time and it threw me for a loop. It was mm-hmm. like, well, why do you associate money with like bad people? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. And then they said, well, did you know anyone growing up that had money? And I was like, I mean, at school, like other, yeah. Yeah. And he said, did you like any of them? And I was like, damn, no, yeah, I didn't. And he was like, well, if you never liked anyone that was, you perceived as wealthy, mm-hmm. you're perceiving that you building wealth will make you a bad person. Exactly. It's like these little things that come up in our life over time that we don't think is a big idea or a big deal at the time. But these ideas are what is programming our subconscious mind. And our subconscious mind is where we're living from 95% of the time. And we're not aware of what's going on in the subconscious mind, but it's these actions or ideas that have occurred over time. And it's like a saying like filthy rich, like they're filthy rich. Well, what? why is it filthy to be rich? Mm. You know what I mean? It's Mm. like these things that we've been programmed like over time. I've been thinking about this lately about like how my beliefs, how bad, not bad, but how my beliefs, how long it's taken to change my beliefs and how I can still see why people think so awkwardly about this. Like for two years now, Mm -hmm. two years, I've been with my husband for almost seven years. We're not even married yet. I just call him my husband, but two of the seven years, he's always made jokes around. I can't wait until I make enough money to hire a chef. Mm -hmm. And I always say, I remember for years, I've been like, why? That's like bougie as hell. We don't need a chef, Chris. Mm -hmm. Like, 
we could do this. We could do that. I can cook for four or five nights a week. Like, you know, I just, for me, it felt so mm-hmm. shitty. Like I was like, I can't how dare how imagine dare us having a chef. Like how dare us act like we're going to be that bougie one day. So the, in the recent months, he's been saying it again. Well, I'm scaling my business. Mm-hmm. I am in the weeds. Mm-hmm. I'm getting 10 to 20 new clients a month. Like I have my three-year-old. I have an 11-year-old that goes to virtual school. We're in this mm-hmm. bigger house. He's scaling his business. We are all overwhelmed to the brim. And he finally mm-hmm. looks at me again. He's like, what do you think about this chef thing? And I'm like, damn, I got to be honest with myself. Like I'm really not cooking. We're kind of eating out a lot. Like, And I'm like, okay, fuck it. Let's look into it. So this week right. we hired a chef for the first time. He's only worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three days. That's awesome. The last two nights... I can't even explain to you the level of peace I have. Isn't that amazing? I've gotten my time back. I've got to sit in my stepdaughter's room and hang out with her. I get to hang out with my son when he comes home. Like, because I pick the kids up, I get in the kitchen and Mm -hmm. I'm working from my laptop and cooking from six to 9.30 and cleaning Mm -hmm. and then giving my son a bath, putting them to bed. It's 10.30, night's over. So to like have dinner brought to us or done Mm -hmm. by six and I've got four hours to play with my kids, clean up, hang out, goof off. The last two nights, I'm like, oh, that is so worth the money. Right. Because of level question. of freedom. Go ahead. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. So that bougie person that you thought that person was to have a chef, are you that person though? Are you that person who you thought? No. Exactly. But no, I'm not. But here's yeah. the fear, right? Uh-huh. We go, God, somebody's going to see this and think yeah. I'm doing too much. Because that's women. We're like, yeah. oh, somebody's yeah. going to see this and think I'm doing eh. You know, what I like to think of it as is like, you know, not everybody's on the same like level of consciousness, right? Not everybody mm-hmm. is vibrating at my energy. Not everybody's vibrating where you're vibrating. So there are going to be people who are, and this doesn't mean that anybody is better or worse than anybody. This is just like a spiritual level. So like people who are below my level of consciousness or below your level of consciousness just aren't going to fully understand why you would need a chef. Like that makes total sense. Who doesn't want to spend more time with their children? Like those are precious moments that you can never get back. No, You know what I mean? So it's like, if they don't understand, they're just not at that level to understand. And, And you know what? That's okay. Wow. I'm just learning and breaking this mindset constantly. Right. So let's bowl. So this is what I picture it as, right? Let's go mm-hmm. bowling. So we're bowling. I need you to put some bumpers around. So we're going to lay the bumpers down mm-hmm. around. If I'm just starting out or mm-hmm. I kind of understand manifestation, I can sit down and meditate. I can write in my journal, but nothing's happening. Right. So how let's put some bumpers down. How do I get in this direct lane to manifest the life I desire? What are some core principles? So that's great that they've started to meditate, that they've started to journal. What I would say is how clear are you on your vision and how real does it feel for you? Because if it doesn't feel real and, you know, sometimes things don't feel real right away because they could be like so far from where we currently are. If it doesn't feel real, if the biggest picture that you have for your life right now doesn't feel real, what I would ask you to do is along the steps of that journey, what can feel real to you right now? That's maybe a few steps ahead of where you are that puts you on the path. Because if you can believe just a few steps ahead, that's walking in the right direction. And if you believe it, you're more likely to take action towards where you want to go. I would also say too, also to not just writing down what you want, but how will you feel? Like, how would you feel once you actually had what you've written down? Like, what does that actually feel like to you? Does it feel like joy? Does it feel like freedom? Does it feel like excitement? Does it feel like pride? Does it feel like purpose? And feel Mm -hmm. that now, because what you will learn is that you don't need those things to feel that way now. 
And if you feel that way now, you'll start to almost live that experience right now, which actually they say collapses time. They shortens the time frame for you getting to your goal. So that's what I would say starting out. Wow. Okay. So let's recap because I love this. So being able to see clearly, it's hard to manifest something you can't clearly see. I tell people a lot, you can't clearly see something, then that means that you lack clarity, which means that you're stuck on the how. You might know what you want, you might know what you desire, but there's a very gray path on how to get there. That's why you can't see the end goal. Mm -hmm. And just not like understanding how you feel. And I think for women, a lot of that has to do with Like to me, tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like manifestation and like clear manifestation is so stuck and like stuck and growing in people pleasing and worrying about what people think. Absolutely. We're always worried about what people think. And we're worried about what people think way too much, right? Like you're not paying my bills. Like you're not living my life. Like, and I'm pretty sure once I get where I'm at, you're going to be asking me, how did I get there? You know what I mean? So I'm doing this for me and you. Yes, because I can't manifest shit unless you go there before me and I can see you doing it because I need somebody to show me that it's possible. Exactly. Like we're helping all of you. Yeah, we're helping all of each other out in this process. So Correct. So good. So good. Because if for the chef thing, like I couldn't get out of my head how people were going to think I was bougie for this. Mm -hmm. I was so, the only thought I could tie to it or feeling was, man, people are going to be like, girl, you really doing too much. Like Mm -hmm. what I couldn't see was the freedom that I got back. Mm -hmm. Because out of all the controllables in my life right now, that was the one thing I could control. Right. Get some of my time back by hiring somebody to do something that I don't love to do anyway. There you go. There you go. Why the hell not? But I couldn't even feel the feeling of freedom mm-hmm. or joy from more times with my kids because I was so worried about manifesting something that would make people think that I was bougie. Right. And that blocks people from manifesting. Let's talk Fear. about blocking your manifesting. Yes. Let's talk about that. Yes. Why, Let's- why some people are manifesting, manifesting, following all the directions mm-hmm. and feel completely blocked from receiving their blessings. What? How do we block it? What's yes. the main mistake? So... You said it earlier. You said sometimes people don't have clarity because they're so focused on the how. And it's like, your job isn't necessarily to know every step of the way to where you're going. Like, you're just not going to know that. And that's okay. That's not your job. What your job is. Pause, pause. It is not (laughs) your job to know every single way that you're going. Exactly. Continue. So good. It's not your job. Right. Because we just stop and give up because we're like, I don't know how to get there. Right. Could you believe it? Right. Could you believe it that it's possible that maybe you're just not supposed to know? You're just supposed to believe. Right. You're just supposed to believe. You are supposed to hold that faith. Like that's the foundation of every like religion, every spiritual practice, like whatever. Just hold that belief and hold that faith. And it's like, all you need to know is like the next step. And the next step could be reading this book. It could be calling a person. It could be, I don't know, posting a post on social media. I mean, it could be, you just need to know the next best step. And as as long as you keep moving, God will show up. God shows up when you move, okay? Not when you're just stagnant. So you continue to move and the next step will be shown to you. And that's just something that you have to trust. Another reason that we can be blocking it is we talked about this is fear. So fearing that, oh my gosh, this might not happen. Is this going to happen? What are people going to think? Is like my second grade teacher going to be like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with her? Like your second grade teacher, you know what I mean? It's like, 
thinking about everything except for what you want. And it's like, do you want to be in fear or do you want to be in the ultimate energy of love? And that's what God energy is, love. And the farthest energy from that is fear. So when we're in fear, we're disconnected from that creative energy. So just making sure that we can come back to center and understand that everything is here to set up for us. We can't lose. Like the game is rigged for us to win no matter what. And that can kind of push some of that fear away. So you said... Okay, we got to crack this one wide open. You said that the game is rigged for us to win. We win Mm -hmm. no matter what. Yeah. There's people listening to this that feel the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. They feel like the game is rigged and I'm always losing. Life Mm -hmm. sucks. It's always against me. Right. I can prove it. Look at all this bad shit that keeps happening to me over and over and over. I could actually validate it black Mm -hmm. and white on paper for you. Mm -hmm. My life sucks. Yeah. What do you have to say to somebody that how easy or possible it is to turn that around? Well, you're always going to get what you're looking for, right? Mm. Like your, your mind will show you evidence of what is most prominent, your most prominent thoughts. So if you're already thinking it's going to be a struggle, if you're already thinking it's going to be hard, then yeah, that's what the universe or God will return back to you in your life. Because the universe doesn't see anything as bad or good struggle or hard or easy. It's just a thing. And what we are meaning that we place on the events in our life or what really make us feel certain ways, right? Make it feel like it's a struggle or make it feel like it's hard. So I know though, that people are really living real experiences, like you said, and they they might be live, living in struggle. Like I didn't grow up easy. Like I, just didn't, I grew up with a single mom. We didn't grow up easy, but there has to be some point where you decide that, okay, I keep seeing struggle. I keep seeing lack. What is it in me right now that continues to look at that? What in me right now continues to bring those experiences to me? Because if I can know what that is within me, I have the ability to change it. And you always have the ability to change it. Okay. Real quick. What you just said, Mm -hmm. always experiencing lack, always experiencing struggle. And now I'm listening to this and I'm hearing you can manifest whatever you want. Life's rigged for you to win. And then I go back to my life and I look and every day, all I Mm -hmm. see is lack and struggle. And I'm surrounded by this. Mm -hmm. Where do I start if I don't see where to start? Because if if I open my eyes and look at everything that I have in my current life right now, Mm -hmm. and I'm speaking from, you know, and I current listener, Mm -hmm. if I open my eyes and look at everything that I have, I don't see anything I want. I don't see anyone living in wealth. And like, this is what I tell you about Instagram all the time. If you change your perspective, you wouldn't have to be jealous or feel competitive. Mm -hmm. You could literally get on here and look at what you could have. Because if you're surrounded by lack right now and you look at your four blocks or you look at all your coworkers and they don't have what you want, Mm -hmm. you better get online and and find somebody that has what you want and watch their every move. Right. So it's like, if that's my life, where do I start? What do I, how do I visualize something I've never seen before? So you have to be active and diligent in your own transformation because nobody's coming to save you and nobody's coming to transform you. Hence why we just met at an event that our husbands were at because they actively seek out people who they want to be like. You can't just sit around and be in your four walls and be in your box and say, you know, I keep looking at lack. I keep seeing lack. My lack is my experience. Well, yeah, because you're not moving anywhere. So can you read a book? Can you go on Instagram and find somebody and not be jealous of them, but look at them as an opportunity to be like, oh, wow, they have that. That means it's possible for me, right? Can I, is there another group of people that I can start to hang around? Is there older people that I can ask questions? Like who in my immediate experience, they might not be the perfect person or be the perfect picture of what I want, but who can I look at that might be doing just a little bit better than me? Or what book can I read? Or can I even just go outside and go for a jog or a run and work out? Like, because that also puts us in a better mood. 
as well. So that's what I would say. Like, look at examples. There is always an example in the world. There is always an example in the world. And even though it might not be in your life currently, your physical life, we're so connected now more than ever before online, right? I've seeked out groups online because I didn't have that, like friends in my experience that think the same way as me. I still don't have a lot. I still don't have a lot. It's such a required forward movement on Mm -hmm. your behalf. Yes. Constantly acquire it. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't even think people know the struggle that my husband goes through just to be a part of the circle that Mm -hmm. your husband's a part of. Like we live, you live far too. And my husband has told me time and time again, and I thought he was kidding and he's dead Mm -hmm. ass serious. Like I will go there every month. We will fly there every month until I have to buy a place there Mm -hmm. because it's the type of men I want to be around. Like Mm -hmm. they have the values I have. They have, you know, they're looking to build wealth. They have morals. They want legacies. Like I want this. And if we got to drop everything we're doing and go there once a month, that's what the fuck we're doing because Mm -hmm. that's how important it is to me to be around people that constantly elevate and uplift his current mindset, which he's constantly trying to be pushed forward, Mm -hmm. you know? So you constantly have to seek this, whether you got to pay to be a part of it, Mm -hmm. you know, because some people will be like, why do I need to pay for help? Sometimes you're just paying to be a part of a circle. Exactly. You're paying to be around people that are constantly like growing themselves so they can just simply gift some of that to you. I'll quickly throw money at that. Like I've known what masterminds and being around like-minded people have done for me and Every time return on investment, even though it might have not been monetary at the time, return on investment every time. Oh, every time. It's worth it all day when Mm -hmm. you teach me something that I didn't know. Yeah. Like that is like the currency. If I meet you and you teach me something I didn't know, I'm like, what? oh, you can stay forever. <laughs> oh, we just exchanged value. Oh, you can stay forever. Like <laughs> you just exchanged value. <laughs> you are welcome all the time. <laughs> so I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I got yeah. one more question because I think this is so important right now because, you know, there's a, I mean, we, whether we want to acknowledge this or not, there's a global pandemic going on right now. True. And so for people that, and we both know this, you and I know this to be true. Mm-hmm. There are two sides to this polar chaos, right? Yes, there One is. is that there are a lot of people getting or being dealt unhealthy cards, dealing with not so great circumstances. Mm-hmm. And there is a side where people are, there's a lot of opportunity during this pandemic as well. When you celebrate or show that off, there's a lot of people, like I get messages all the time where people would be like, that's so great. But do you realize there's people in a pandemic right now that lost their job and blah, 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 which I totally get. And I'm Mm -hmm. not insensitive to that, Mm -hmm. but to be coming out and saying, you could be building abundance right now. You could be attracting and energetically like training your brain to believe in abundance. Somebody's saying, no, the hell I can't. We're in Mm -hmm. the middle of a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. So what is it? How do people deal with the guilt of wanting more during a time where our country seems like it's at such a need? Right. So I think the first thing to think about is understanding that, honestly, I say this all the time and I know it sounds harsh, but it's true that lack is a lie. Scarcity is a lie. It's a lie. It is a lie. God is truth. God is abundant. God lacks nothing. God lacks nothing, right? And when I can align with that creative power, right, and understand that truth, I will be living in truth, which is abundance, which is lacking nothing, which is I have everything that I need. I think a lot of times though, and again, I don't want to sound harsh, but no, people, give them, give them harsh. <laughs> I challenge have a my victim people. <laughs> mentality. People have a victim mentality, right? And they want to blame. I understand there is a pandemic going on, but we want to blame the pandemic or we want to blame the government or we want to blame, oh, I went to this school or my parents didn't do this for me or, you know, this happened. But 
when you continue to put your circumstances or your power outside of you and saying, okay, well, the pandemic is, this is why this is happening because of the pandemic. Well, can we look, can you look at what part you might be playing in your own current circumstance? And if we look at your part that you're playing, how can we shift that a bit somewhere where we can open you up to receive more? Like where in your life, maybe that you're not going as hard as maybe you possibly could be, or where could your thought process around wealth be shifted a little bit more so that you can be open to some of this. Because like you said, like the money didn't go anywhere. The money didn't go anywhere. It wasn't destroyed. Like it's still here. It's circulating. Like you're just not in the flow of it. So how can we Mm. get you in the flow of it? But first you need to take responsibility for where you currently are. Oh my God. First, because then you'll know you have the power to change it. When you said that, I literally like pictured like a circling of money and then you like- <laughs> Give it to me, give it to me. Yeah, and you consciously stepping out of the circle. Mm. And being, I'm so broke. And I'd be like, no, it's right there. You just mm-hmm. have to like go step into it and attract it and pull it to you. But this is people stepping out of it and going, well, like it's not for me. We're in the middle of a pandemic. There you go. You literally just said it. There's yeah. the money didn't go anywhere. It's just it's shifting. Anywhere. It's flowing mm-hmm. elsewhere. You have to find where it's flowing. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. The world is changing so much, right? The, the world is always changing. And with the world always changing, we have to change with it. And if we're not able to change, like some jobs leave, some new jobs come on, some skills leave, new skills come. If you can't be a part of that change, I mean, you want to be a part of the change because if you're going to be part of the change, you're going to get left out, right? So it's just understanding how to flow with that, be an energetic match for that. And I know that can sound like very like, uh, like high in the sky, right? (laughs) (laughs) But it's literally just changing your thoughts. Like it's literally changing your thoughts. And if you can't change your thoughts with yourself, get around somebody who you think has like a better thought process than you. I don't want to say better thought process, but maybe a more open process than you and just be around them, be in their energy and just notice how that rubs off on you. Mm, I love it. God, I love it. I love it. Oh, (laughs) it's like, I've met so many people that, have the same job, but was mm-hmm. were sent home. They've been home for the whole year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you've been home this whole year with all this extra time. And I've seen people with working the same hours do two completely separate things. Like mm-hmm. they're working their full-time job and they're like, well, now I'm home. Shit. I'm going to start this side business that I've been right. wanting to do every 30 minutes. I have separate from my desk. I'm going to do the thing at home that I've been wanting to do, you know? Right. And then there's some people that are using all of that extra time to you know, sit and do nothing and change nothing and be the same and wait for the world to go back the way it is. And Mm -hmm. the scary part is it's likely not, it's not going to go back to the way it is. Mm -hmm. So if you're waiting for it to go back to the way it is so that life can presume the way that it was, you are in store for a rude awakening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because everything just shifted. You have to get on this train. Mm -hmm. And I think for you and I, and the people that we, you know, play with in our circles, Mm -hmm. there's money everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere, like like you said, there's two types of things going on. People that are making the most they've ever made in their life right now during a pandemic. Yep. You have to look at yourself and say, why is that happening? And why am I not a part of it? Not in a bad way, but almost like a curious way. And understanding that I have the power. I have the power. Like I have the power. You have the power. It's always, but this is what this podcast is all about is that we talk about your stranded phase. And I always go back to challenge yourself because at some point, this is a choice you've made. This is your mm-hmm. responsibility. Nobody can change this but you. Right. So you have to look in the mirror. You have to put a mirror up to your face and ask yourself, do I not like where I'm at right now? And how can mm-hmm. I change it? And absolutely, just talking to you today about manifesting money and changing our mindset and not feeling guilty and not feeling shame and 
knowing that it's okay to want more, it's only going to lead you to a much more powerful place. And I'm pretty positive we don't sound too bougie on here. So <laughs> I hope not. I mean, like, guys, I'm not bougie. I'm really not. And uh, there's <laughs> just we're not bougie. We no. came from back. I mean, I don't know about your beginnings, but I know I came from humble beginnings, like single yes. parent household. We've been evicted twice. We sometimes had our bills cut off. Like I didn't even want my mom to pick me up from the movies because I didn't like our car. Like, hello. Oh, like, that was you know the worst. I mean? yes. <laughs> no, no. Pick right. me up in the corner. Cause right. all, these people, all these people getting picked up in nice cars. They cannot see that raggedy, like exactly. red, whatever that, then whatever that was. Right. No, two door circle car. You got nah. no. Right. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. So yeah, I agree a thousand percent. And it's in, in coming from those two perspectives, I have learned that this is the life I'll choose over and over again. Absolutely. And it might hurt some feelings and it might make some people feel uncomfortable, but to understand and know that you can constantly make a choice to manifest mm-hmm. abundance. And that's what I've gotten used to calling it because that is what it is. I'm not so concerned about the money, even though right. I know money buys freedom. Mm-hmm. I want the freedom and mobility. I want Absolutely. the freedom and mobility and mm-hmm. I will do anything to have that. Anything. Absolutely. So Absolutely. anything else you want to leave my people with? Uh- no, I think that's it. Like, I thank you. I, I was glad to be here. I'm excited that we got a chance to meet in Atlanta when we did. We had such a great conversation, such a great person. So I just thank God that I met you. So <laughs> awesome. And that's how the awesome world works. Yeah. So t- tell my people where they can, because you do lives a lot. Oh, yeah, you got, give away a ton of good content. You are such a giver. So tell my people where they can stalk you, find out more <laughs> and start their money manifestation journey. Absolutely. You guys can always find me on any of my social media platforms. I am on Instagram. Instagram and Facebook at Larissa Lee. So that is L-O-R-I-S-A-L-E-I-G-H. I often go live about two to three times a week, just around a manifestation overall, money manifestation, mindset, and personal development, specifically for women. So yeah, come see me. Go check her out. Start manifesting the life you desire right now. And you guys know me if you're listening to this podcast. I come from humble beginnings when it comes to manifestation. I used to be like, so God, I'm supposed to talk to you about what I want to show up in my life. This is so stupid to where I'm at now, knowing that anything that I put down on paper, anything that I can visualize, I can have in 60, 90 days to a year. Mm -hmm. I can make it come true as long as I learn to live in that energy. And so you're talking to a true expert here. So go chase her down, follow her and learn the road to how. Otherwise, thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.